Howdy ho, neighborinos. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> feel rusty. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like that hot minute thing was kind of my fault a little bit. Cause... It was mine too, because I kept telling you, I'll figure out a night I can come over this week. And then every night was just <laughs> jam packed. <laughs> oh, now that I remember that, I feel offended. <laughs> <laughs> and I will no longer accept any responsibility. <laughs> Oh, it's been a crazy couple weeks. I feel like for both of our jobs, end of the school year, beginning of summertime is a weird time. You because it's you work banana in a school. It is so banana pants. <laughs> Me because I work with kids that some of which go to school and then summer comes around and schedule changes happen. And we do a summer social skills group that lasts all summer long at work. So we've been prepping for that. And so things have just been insane. <laughs> yeah, my end of the school year has been a little bit different this year, because I'm actually going to be doing some work in the summer, which is new for me. Um, the last two years, since I started working in the school system, I took the summer off and it was glorious and very much needed. Because um, I don't know, doing behavior is just really, really wild sometimes. Yep. Um, but this year, we're going to actually be doing a little bit of work to get ready for next school year on some different things. And then also I'm going to be doing some summer school work at the middle school level. So uh -huh, you have to go to summer school. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> jokes on you. Our summer school is going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm actually really excited that I get to go because we're going to be yeah. doing all kinds of cool stuff. So, so yeah, it's just been bananas. Of course, I'm still doing softball. Um, my daughter just made the All-Stars team. Yay, so congrats, Peanut. Woohoo! <laughs> so, um, so the softball madness is going to continue through the month of June and into the first part of July. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm excited for that. I, I also play really fun. softball two nights a week. So, <laughs> so you know the struggle. Yeah. So it's funny because. <laughs> We both have softball, but it's for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, she's got two more regular season games this week. And then um, after that, we've got three tournaments this summer for All-Stars. So hopefully those go well. Um, I think she's really, really excited about the opportunity to play on the All-Star team and Good. do the tournaments. And honestly, the tournaments are fun. So I'm looking forward to it, too. Did she get number 11 for All-Stars? she did Hell but yeah. don't anybody tell her because she doesn't know that yet okay it's a it's secret, a secret. <laughs> it's a secret that everybody in the world knows because clearly everybody in the world listens <laughs> to spirits and spoilers podcast that's why elizabeth's hair is so big it's full of secrets <laughs> <laughs> my hair is kind of big today oh man um we haven't done one of these in a while and the last one we did i feel like we were super slap happy during so Oh, that was after a softball game, yeah. wasn't it? And it went it late, late into the night and <laughs> we were out of control. I think I was still getting over being sick at that point. Yep. Um, yeah. And we were drinking beer in my living room and yeah, that was a weird one. But yeah. we're we're back in the, the pod cave now. Yep. Making inappropriate comments almost to my niece about your chicken overlord. Oh but yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yourself. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, um, I guess we'll start with socials since it's been a minute. So um, on Facebook, you can find our page at Spirits and Spoilers Podcast. On Instagram, we are Spirits Spoilers Pod. And our email is SpiritsSpoilersPod at gmail.com. Yes. Talk to us. Um, Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> Goose dies. I know. Spoiler alert. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that it's is kind of our thing. <laughs> it's in the name of our podcast. You don't title. want spoilers. Quit listening. <laughs> um. Okay. So our drink today, I told Elizabeth when she got there, we were, or got here, we were going to do something a little different today because I was looking up recipes, trying to figure out what I could make with what I had and found this and it sounded good. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're doing a mudslide. If there's mudslides in California, sometimes I was right? just gonna say if we're still trying to relate this to the book, the yeah. book takes place in California and there's mudslides there, so it works. Yep, yep. We're we are still on brand. Yes. Um. So this one calls for two ounces of Irish cream, mm. half an ounce of uh, it says Smirnoff vodka. I just used the vodka I had on hand. Is it Costco? It is. <laughs> Yum. And one cup of ice. And then if you would like to, you can garnish your glass with some chocolate syrup swirls before you pour it in there. Why doesn't my glass have chocolate syrup swirls? Because I don't have chocolate syrup to swirl. Who are you? I know. I... Oh, God. Why do I do a podcast with you? (laughs) Because you don't have any other options. Truth. Um... So you put all of that stuff into a blender of some type, blend it all up nice until it's the consistency you like, and then pour it into a glass. Um, and then we decided that our mocktail this week is going to be frozen chocolate milk. Yes. And you just take some chocolate milk and some ice and throw it into a blender. And blend it until yeah. it is the way you want it. Because it's basically going to taste about the same. I got ice on the bottom of my glass. All right. <laughs> so let's try this. All right. Cheers. Cheers. That's good. Yep. Sold. Yep. Like 11 this. out of 10. We'll drink again. <laughs> it seemed like a nice summer drink. It's been in the 90s here. It has been week. outrageously brutal. Yes. So I needed something frozen. I was so happy on Thursday when it rained just a tiny bit at softball because it has been extremely dry here lately. Yeah. So Tuesday night, first of all, Tuesday, it was in the 90s. It was humid. It was miserable. Before the game even started, I had already managed to sweat through my shirt and my pants. Yep. Um, And then on top of that, it was dusty beyond reason. Oh, yeah. So at the end of the game, when the two teams are going through the line and they're high-fiving each other and, you know, congratulating each other and whatever, it kicked up so much dust we could not see the kids. (laughs) We could see outlines of children. (laughs) It was unreal. Oh, man. Thursday, it was still really brutal out, but um, at least it was not quite so so dry and dusty. Yeah, I think it got up to like 95 on Friday. I'm trying to think of what I did Friday. Did I have to do outdoorsy things? No, I was packing up my office for summer vacation. Yeah. So I have to completely pack up my office and take everything off the walls every year. Yeah. <laughs> Just to come back in the fall and, and do put everything again. right back. Um <laughs> But um, I don't know. They do a really nice job of cleaning during the summer, so I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, yeah, I was just I, doing that. I had to carry some stuff out to my car, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. I'm I pretty just, sure, at least in Kalamazoo, it got up to like 95. Oh, I believe that. It and... was it was sweaty. And, you know, I've had the air conditioning running, and my apartment is perfectly fine temperature-wise. But I just feel like I'm constantly Sticky. hot and sweaty yep. and gross. We finally just, well, I shouldn't say we. Joe finally just bought, I shouldn't say finally with that either. Okay. Joe, my loving husband. Who does not listen to the podcast. Yes, but I'm going to hype him up on this episode. Okay. Um, 
he went out and he we bought a house in January. Mm-hmm. Our house does not is have it this one. It is this one. Oh, spoiler again. Spoiler. <laughs> um, we do not have central air, which is fine. Like oh, I didn't realize that. Yep, it's not a make it or break it deal for me. Like, sure, would it be nice to have? Absolutely. But you can run a couple of box fans and survive. Yeah. So we bought, when it started to finally get warm again, we bought one window unit, one window AC unit, and have it in the fireplace room at one end of the house, hoping that we got, like, the biggest one that we could, hoping that we could make it work for the whole house. Mm -hmm. But then this last week with how hot it was, like, the bedrooms were just sticky and, like, warm and uncomfortable and... So he went out and he bought another one, a small one. Mm-hmm. I think it's like one of the smallest. Sure. Um, to put in our guest bedroom. So we have one at each end of the house now. Gotcha. And it's made a big difference. So I'm... I was going to say it was really comfortable when I got here today. Yeah. Now, granted, the heat isn't quite where it what has it, been what when I got was. here. But... <laughs> well, and it was fine in like the main part of the house. It was really just like down the hallway that it was warm. Brutal. Yeah. Um, but that's also where we sleep and where I would like to be comfortable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, shout out to Joe. Thank you for buying ACs for the house. <laughs> Good job, Joe. Now start listening to your <laughs> wife's podcast. Otherwise, you're never going to hear the nice compliment I just gave. Right. You're missing <laughs> out, buddy. Well, any other business or I think we're good to get into it. I think we should probably get into it. Perfect. All right. All right, so we are on chapter 27. We're getting close to the end. We are, and a lot of things are starting to happen. Yeah. It's getting intense. Yep. So we're back on Augustus, my main man. My, your your homeboy. Yeah, my home slice. Um, I really like just Santa Odin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he has finished his bottle of wine and decided that he believed Travis's story. Because we're in the chapter after Travis just told his entire life story. And it was a lot. And it's probably the first time he's actually ever told his entire story to one person. And frankly, I don't fault Augustus for finishing an entire bottle of wine. I probably would have finished too. Right. (laughs) We're being honest. Yes. That was so much to take in. (laughs) Um, Then enter Gian Hengian wearing a floral towel around both his waist and his head. (laughs) Yes. And I love what that brought up for augustus yes he says he comes out and he says i am refreshed and ready for the torture augustus brine <laughs> yes and of course brine sees him coming out in his his flowered towels around his waist and his head and it makes him think of a prune in a carmen miranda costume <laughs> and i just loved that visual um so he sees brine untying travis from the chair and says so will we hang the beast from a tall building by his heels until he talks <laughs> I love his ideas. Yeah. Um, no, they're not going to hang him by his heels from a tall building until he talks. Because um, he already has talked. Yes. And like I said, Brian has decided he believes this story. Um, Jian Henjian does not believe this story and says, tell, tell us where the Seal of Solomon is hidden or we will have your genitals in a nine speed reverse action blender with a five year guarantee before you can say Shazam. <laughs> To which Brian replies, you found the Sears catalog in the bathroom. (laughs) And the gin decides that it it was filled with lots of torture devices and he's impressed by it. (laughs) Yes. Um, Real quick, are you old enough to remember the Sears catalog and like the JCPenney catalog? Yes. Mom used to get them. The big thick ones that would come like right before the start of the school year. Yeah. 
She would get at least like the JC Penny one. She got I a couple, rem- I think. Yeah, I definitely remember the JC Penny one and it had it had everything. Yeah. It has everything. <laughs> this catalog <laughs> has everything. <laughs> um this also though reminded me when he said Shazam and he's somewhat of a genie. Did that make you think of the movie too? Did it make you think of the Mandala effect one or part of it? I Yes, because I can't remember what the real one is. I think... The, is it with Sinbad? Yes. Or, or is with, the real one with Shaquille O'Neal? No, the real one is with Sinbad. Everybody remembers there being a movie, though, where Shaq played a genie. And you will never convince me there was not one. I know. I'm sure there was. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that I wasn't the only one that thought of this, though. Because as I was reading it, and he said Shazam, and then they're talking about him being a genie, I was like... Oh, I went complete Mandela yeah. with that. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, not just you. Um, so like I said, Gian Hengian does not believe Travis and thinks that he must be lying because there's no way possible that he could have called ketchup without the seal. Okay. Before we get any further into this, let's just take a quick moment to appreciate the absolutely bananas extent to which everyone is having to suspend disbelief right now and how relatively casual this all is for them. I was going to say, yeah, and I brought that up before where like nobody is freaking out about any of this. Everyone's just like, yeah, okay, cool. But I feel like this part is even a whole new level of that where like, oh, I don't believe the seal is real. And, you know, well, I've been looking for it and it was just probably made up in the Middle Ages to sell more books. And but they're all talking about this like it's just no big thing. And that is a lot of suspension of disbelief. Yeah, Cool, cool, cool. So now what do we do? (laughs) Right, right. Got it. Understood. Bananas to me. Um, So... Uh, Travis, uh, or sorry, the Jin says that in Solomon's time, the seal was a silver scepter, mm-hmm. so it's possible that it could have been made into a candlestick. Sure. And again, I can I get on board with that. It was Colonel Mustard with the candlestick in the billiard room. Well, or in Pine Cove. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they decide that they need, the next logical step is they need to go to Amanda and Ephraim's house to see if she still has the candlesticks that Travis gave her eons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one may have the invocation to give John Hengian his powers. Right. And then they can figure out how to banish Catch back. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis, though, says he wants to stop by Jenny's first to be ready for when Catch returns. Brian oh, then... Poor little lovesick homeboy. No, <laughs> Lovesick, immortal homeboy. Ugh. In love with his first true love's granddaughter and doesn't even know it. Mm-hmm. So Brian informs him that his distraction with Jenny is what made him lose control of Catch in the first place. Right. Oh, and by the way, Jenny's Amanda's granddaughter. Mic drop. End of chapter. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, poor okay. Travis. That, like, that's a pretty big one to go out on. Yeah. And he's just got, like, so much information being thrown at him all of a sudden. He's throwing out a lot of information. Like, I want to know what that just did to his brain. Yeah. Right. Like, wow, I just spent the entire night doing all sorts of really creatively described things <laughs> with Jenny. Thank God he didn't sleep with Amanda on the train. Right. That'd be so weird to, like, sleep with somebody and their grandmother. Right. That, oh, that hurts my brain. That is almost a Philip Fry being his own grandfather scenario. <laughs> it's yikes. Ugh. All right. So end of 27. 
Okay, so chapter 28 brings us back to Ephraim, who is really going through it tonight. He's really having a hard time. This is a rough day. So I'm going to just open by reading the opening of the chapter. I was hoping you were because it's really good. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good. And I can't summarize it and do it justice. No. We're just going to read it. So (laughs) never having died before, Ephraim was confused about how he should go about it. And I just, I love that statement. Yeah. I haven't died before. I don't really know how to do this. So, so let's, you know, we're going to wang it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to wang it. So he feels that it's unfair that at his age that he should have to adapt to new and difficult situations. But life wasn't fair, so death probably wasn't either. Another quote. This wasn't the first time he had been tempted to firmly demand to speak to the person in charge. It had never worked at the post office, the DMV, or return counters at department stores. Perhaps it would work here. (laughs) So I feel like this completely tracks with the extent to which Amanda handles the household and the day-to-day business of their existence. Yep. But I love his persistence in the face of all of this evidence that this is not going to work. Yep. I also really loved, though, uh, it didn't seem fair that a man his age should have to adapt to new and difficult situations. I felt that one deep in my soul, too, because we recently just changed, like, something that's not a big deal at work. And I was like, I hate it. Yes. (laughs) I'm a creature of habit. I liked it how it was. Yes, exactly. So Ephraim then kind of realizes he doesn't really know where he is. So he hears voices, which he thinks is probably a good sign. And he starts to notice a few things. He's not uncomfortably warm. (laughs) There are no sulfur fumes. Or brimstone, if you will. Yes. (laughs) And a quick inventory of his life includes good father, good husband, and responsible, if not dedicated, worker. The worst thing that he can think of that he's done is cheat at cards at the VFW. (laughs) But he decides that, quote, eternally seemed like an awfully long sentence for shuffling aces to the bottom of the deck. Also, like, if you can figure out how to stack a deck or, like, shuffle cards so that all the aces are at the bottom. You you. You you earned that. You get to do that now. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's a skill. That's impressive. Yeah. And it's at the VFW. Like, how much money are you really playing for? You're right. Not, you're not cheating the casino out of millions. It's like Bubby playing for pennies. <laughs> yes, there you go. So Ephraim then opens his eyes, and he's a little confused because he always expected that heaven was going to be bigger and brighter, and this kind of looks like the inside of a cabin. Hmm, what cabins do we know? Uh-huh. There is a woman there who is in an iridescent purpley... Purpley? I think that was a typo. I think I was <laughs> trying to say Purple. purple. <laughs> Um, I need to proofread, clearly. So there's a woman in an iridescent purple body stocking with raven black hair to her waist, and she's talking on a phone. Hmm, who do we know who wears iridescent purple body stockings? <laughs> right. So Ephraim thinks, they have phones in heaven? Why not? It checks out. <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever. So he tries to sit up, but then he discovers he's tied to the bed. So is he in hell after all? This poor guy is so confused. Just no idea what's going on. So, here's another little snippet clean from the book. Well, which is it, he demanded. The woman covered the receiver with her hand and turned to him. Say something so your wife will know you're okay, she said. I'm not okay. I'm dead and I don't know where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Ephraim is feeling kind of spicy and I like it. I also just love that the first thing out of his mouth is, well, which is it? Yeah. (laughs) Like like she's been following his internal monologue. Just tell me where I am. Right. So the woman says into the phone, you see, Mrs. Elliot, your husband is safe and will remain so as long as you do exactly as I have instructed. So Ephraim then hears the woman say that Amanda is claiming not to know about any invocation and a gravelly male voice answers that Amanda is lying. 
And the woman argues that she doesn't think so because Amanda is crying. The voice then says to ask Amanda about Travis. And when asked, Amanda says that no, she does not know anyone named Travis. The woman clarifies that it might have been a long time ago. And then she smiles and nods. The woman asked whether Travis gave Amanda anything and learns that Travis gave her candlesticks. The woman instructs Amanda to bring the candlesticks to her and that her husband will be released unharmed. She is to tell no one and arrive in 15 minutes. Okay, I'm getting really tense here. Mm -hmm. This is a book. I know things have to work out somehow, right? But there's so much happening all at once and there are so many moving parts and Team Travis is figuring out what they need to do, but also Catch is figuring it out and he's a demon. So like, he's got to have the upper hand here. Yep. And this is all just really, really tense for me. And I don't like it. <laughs> so it reminds me of, I'm a really big Friends fan. Okay. And in one episode, Joey is reading, I believe it's The Shining by Stephen King. Oh my. And he gets scared, so he puts the book in the freezer. What? And that's what he does when he's reading a book and it gets scary. He puts it in the freezer for a while and then takes it back out and keeps reading it. <laughs> what is so, that supposed so to accomplish? I don't know, but this is the point that I would be putting it in the freezer. <laughs> that's funny. By the way, The Shining is a fantastic book. I know. I need to actually read it. I've only seen the movie. You are missing so much if you have not read the book version. I need to like do a Stephen King deep dive like you and Dad have done. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I got a ways to go in that still. Yeah, and he keeps writing new books, and it's just really messing me up. <laughs> so back to Pine Cove. Uh, the woman tells Ephraim that Amanda is on her way to pick him up. He asks who the woman's been talking to, and she says, "You met him earlier today." Ephraim responds, "The alien? I thought he killed me." Not yet, the voice said. <laughs> Which is a good sign. He's not in his eating form because Ephraim can't see him. Right. Yes, that's, that's a good starting point. <laughs> so Rachel is watching out the cabin window and she sees a cloud of dust from the dirt road. So she asks Ephraim, hey, what kind of car does Amanda drive? And he responds that she drives a white Ford. Rachel responds, it's her. She is every level of excited about this. She's afraid of the power she's about to gain, but she is absolutely giddy about the possibilities of wielding that power. She feels bad about abusing the old couple to gain the power, but she figures maybe with her newfound power, she can repay them. Either way, it's about to be over. They'll be going home. So meh. She also has no idea what's about to happen and how this is going to work. <laughs> right. She has no idea what's going on here. She is also a little bothered by the nature of the earth spirit um, because it seems so impious. And also, quote, why did it seem so, so male? male. <laughs> I said, lady, this is the least of your worries right now. You don't even know. <laughs> um, my note here was, girl, follow your gut. <laughs> okay, so I'm really starting to hate this. Rachel has been the least relatable character for me clear through. I don't like her. I like yep. her less now. And I really, really need her to redeem herself. Yep. Like she had a real crappy past and uh -huh. i sympathize with her for that and i'm not faulting her for the whole jet fuel thing right but i don't like who she is now as a person no i hate her <laughs> so i haven't put the book down the first two times i read it so she must redeem herself but holy cow i'm stressed yep so i just i have to interject here ladies our gut is rarely if ever wrong as my favorite murder says fuck politeness yes <laughs> If you get nothing else out of this podcast, listen now and listen good. <laughs> if it doesn't feel right, you need to run like your ass is on fire. Otherwise, it's about to be. It <laughs> truly could be. So, 
soapbox put away. Um, so the Ford pulls up and Rachel watches a frail old woman getting out and holding two ornate candlesticks, clutching them to her, standing by the car, looking around, waiting. Quote, she was obviously terrified and Rachel, feeling a stab of guilt, looked away. Girl, <laughs> call this shit off now. <laughs> call your dad, you're in a cult. Yes! <laughs> Another yes. my favorite murder quote. I have the keychain. <laughs> um, yeah. Nope, she doesn't do that. She informs Ketch of Amanda's arrival and Ketch instructs Rachel to tell Amanda to come in. So Ephraim looks up, but he can't rise up enough to see out the window and he demands to know what they're going to do to Amanda. Rachel tells him, nothing at all. She has something I need. When I get it, you can both go home. I have to, once again, read this next section straight from the book. So here we go. Rachel went to the door and threw it open as if she were welcoming home a long lost relative. Amanda stood by the car, 30 feet away. Mrs. Elliot, you'll need to bring the candlesticks in so we can inspect them. No, Amanda stood firm. Not until I know that Ephraim is safe. You know, good for her. Yes. Um, so Rachel turned to Ephraim. Say something to your wife, Mr. Elliot. Nope, Ephraim said. I'm not speaking to her. This is all her fault. Which at this point... <laughs> I like laughed, but I also felt bad because I was like, did they tell her, like, tell him how his wife knows Travis? I don't even know what is the deal here, but yeah. I don't think that's what he's mad about, to I, be honest. After further reading, I don't think so. But at this moment, that was why I was like, like, my heart was kind of broken a little bit for That him. didn't even click with me, to be honest. <laughs> um, so returning to the, the book segment here. Please cooperate, Mr. Elliot, so we can let you go home. To Amanda, Rachel said, he doesn't want to talk, Mrs. Elliot. Why don't you bring the candlesticks in? I assure you that neither one of you will be harmed. Rachel couldn't believe that she was saying these things. She felt as if she were reading the script from a bad gangster movie. This is just getting so unhinged, and I'm growing <laughs> concerned that Ketch is going to run out of patience and just eat all of them at yep. this point. If he can cough up a red stiletto, he can certainly cough up a couple of candlesticks, right? <laughs> I mean, am I wrong here? Because no, that's, that's, probably right. that's where my brain was. So I just scrolled past it. Hold on. Rachel screams, no. No, wait a minute. Is that where we are? Nope, we're not. <laughs> I'm back like, I now. think we missed something. <laughs> I'm a professional. Amanda doesn't know what to do. Rachel walks her, take a step toward, watches her. <laughs> wow. Well, Rachel, watch her. <laughs> Rachel, watch her. Rachel walks her is what I typed. I, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what my fingers were doing when I was making my notes here. Um, Rachel watches her take a step toward the cabin, then sees the candlesticks ripped from her hands and Amanda thrown to the ground as if she'd been hit by a shotgun blast. Now Rachel screams, no. And she sees the candlesticks seem to float in the air as Ketch carries them to her. But she ignores the candlesticks and runs to Amanda, cradling Amanda's head in her arms, at which point Amanda opens her eyes. Rachel breathes a sigh of relief, and my blood pressure comes down two points because <laughs> Rachel is finally acting like a human. Yep. Ketch tells Rachel to leave Amanda, that he'll take care of both Amanda and Ephraim in a second. Rachel turns toward his voice and sees the candlesticks still shaking in the air. Rachel insists that she doesn't want Amanda and Ephraim hurt. The disembodied voice of Ketch says to her, but now that we have the invocation, they are insignificant. She sees the candlesticks turn in the air. Ketch is examining them and thinks there is a seam on one, but he can't grip it because lizard hands. <laughs> Rachel is not in a hurry to help Ketch at this point. She helps Amanda into the house and tells her she can go home as soon as she feels up to it. 
this cannot end well. I also like... Don't bring more people into the cabin to be demon hostages. You're saying, I don't want them to be harmed. And then you're like, please come into this cabin. Right. Let me bring you here. Please come closer <laughs> to the harm. Brilliant. So Amanda seems dazed and a little bit listless, but then she sees Ephraim tied to the bed. She shakes off Rachel's assistance and she goes to Ephraim. Ephraim is somehow less relieved to see Amanda. Well, wife, Ephraim says, I hope you're happy. You go gallivanting all over the state and you see what happens. I get kidnapped by invisible moon men. I hope you had a good trip. I can't even feel my hands anymore. Probably gangrene. They'll probably have to cut them off. <laughs> I just love how much of a grumpy old man he is. He's so cranky. But I, this was also the point that I was like, okay, so he still doesn't know who Travis is to Amanda and is just mad that she went on the trip to see their daughter and wasn't home when this happened. And that is why it's her fault. He is mad because he had sweat-soaked pajamas. He blasted a hole in his bedroom door with a shotgun. He's been kidnapped by a demon. It's That's what he's mad about. Amanda wasn't even there to prevent any of this. Because... I she was, runs the show. I was kind of on his side at first when I was thinking the other way because I was like, if she hadn't have made, if she wouldn't have made out with Travis and taken these candlesticks from him, they would not be in this mess. I mean, it is kind of her fault, but I don't think he realizes why. No, and so then but when really, I read it's this, not her fault because yes. she was just being kind. Yes, but then when I read this part, I was like, oh, he doesn't even know about there yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then. It says in the book, nope, here we go. Amanda apologizes to Ephraim and asks Rachel's permission to untie him. Quote, the pleading in her eyes almost broke Rachel's heart. She had never felt so cruel. She nodded. You can go now. I'm sorry it had to be this way. It didn't though. You know what though? <laughs> she should feel bad and I have no sympathy here. Have your heart broken about this. You're wrong you, and you should feel bad. <laughs> yes, you are bad. You are terrible. Okay. So Ketch is now tapping a candlestick on Rachel's shoulder and he tells her to open it. Which I just like was picturing from Ephraim and um, Amanda's point of view of like this disembodied candlestick floating and like tapping Rachel on the shoulder. And it was kind of humorous to imagine that way. I hadn't even processed that far because I was just <laughs> caught up on what a toddler catches. Open it. Open it. Open it. Tugging on. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Rachel examines the candlestick while Amanda unties Ephraim. Rachel twists the candlestick and discovers that it unscrews at the seam and someone went to great lengths at some point to conceal the fact that it was hollow. There's a tiny piece of parchment inside and Rachel removes it. And I get super anxious. Mm-hmm. It crackles and the edges flake away as it's unrolling and Rachel is getting really excited, bitch. <laughs> it's short-lived, though, as she realizes that it's written in a foreign language, perhaps Greek, which she can't read. I also was, like, anxious as she was opening the candlestick. And then before it got to this part, I was like, mm, I bet she can't read it, though. <laughs> I went, I bet it's not even in there anymore. Oh, that could have been, too. But it was. But I am did. surprised that it made it back in the candlestick in all the panic of travis trying to get out of the church <laughs> yes i thought that was pretty remarkable yes um so she asks catch whether he can read greek and catch tells her he can't read at all mm -hmm. so catch instructs her to open the other candlestick because maybe what they need is in there rachel doesn't see a seam on the other candlestick but catch tells her to look for one because it may be hidden rachel finds a knife in the kitchen to scrape away the silver can you really do that 
Is silver really that soft a metal? I was wondering that also. I mean, I know it's not a super hard metal, but... Yeah, but also if it's like a thinner coat of it, then probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, and Amanda urges Ephraim to his feet and across the room. Rachel locates the seam and she works the knife into it. She unscrews it and she pulls out a second parchment. Alas, it is also in Greek. Alas, earwax. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel tells Ketch they'll have to get it translated and asks Ketch if he knows anyone who reads Greek. And who does Ketch know that reads Greek? Hmm, let me think. Travis. <laughs> Amanda hears the name and asks if he is still alive. Ketch responds, for a while. Rachel asks who Travis is because she's supposed to be the one in charge, but the old woman and the demon seem to know way more about what's going on than she does. Silly, to, stupid girl. To which I say, bitch, take several seats. <laughs> really don't like her. No. Um, Ketch tells Rachel that Ephraim and Amanda can't leave because if they warn Travis, he'll find a way to protect the girl. Rachel is now even more confused and asks, what girl? Ketch says they have to get the girl and hold her hostage until Travis translates the invocation. So here comes a section straight from the book yet again, because I cannot summarize it and do it justice. It's, it's just too well-written, too fantastic. What girl, Rachel repeated. A waitress in town. Her name is Jenny. Jenny Masterson? She's a member of the coven. What does she have to do with this? So it is a coven. <laughs> <laughs> Travis loves her. Who is Travis? There was a pause. Rachel, Amanda, and Ephraim all stared at empty air, waiting for the answer. He is my master, Ketch said. This is really weird, Rachel said. You're a little slow on the uptake, aren't you, honey? <laughs> Ephraim said. <laughs> and the chapter closes there. Um, what I love about this, though, is that Ketch may be bajillions of years old, but he has not caught on that, that you simply cannot screw around in a small town. Yep. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody works everything out. Yep. 15 minutes and everybody knows your business. Yeah. We've, we've kind of talked about that already. Yep. So you're that, already screwed, buddy. Yep. You're hosed. <laughs> so that is where we end chapter 28. All right. So we're really getting close to the resolution here. Yeah. And at this point, it could go either way, really. Yeah. I, I feel like it could be either an epic success or an epic disaster. It also depends on which side you're on. You're on Petra Travis. <laughs> true. <laughs> I'm also feeling like this is just further reinforcing what I said an episode episode or two ago, where survival just sounds like so much work. Yeah. So much work. I don't know if I am up for that. So let me just reinforce again, whether it is a Donner Party scenario, whether it is the zombie apocalypse, whether it is a hungry demon on the loose. My solution is eat me first. Yep. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> yep. I don't think I could keep up with all of this. Or see if I can get one of my friends or family members to do like a mercy killing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fine too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think I could do it. Nope. So. Um, what have you been listening to, reading, watching? I have <laughs> been reading The Art of School Leadership. Wow. It is... A thrilling read. <laughs> Actually, it's it's not a bad read. It just would not have necessarily a real wide appeal. Yeah. Um, but if you are potentially 
Leading a School. It's a good book. It's easy to read. It's well written. Is that similar to Leading a Cult? No. How would you know? Because I got in trouble in third or fourth grade for starting a cult. <laughs> did you not know this? No, I think I did. Okay. <laughs> um, that is how I know. Next stupid question. <laughs> um, just, just for the record, I did not start a cult. I just had a lot of imagination. <laughs> that's what they all say. That's what every cult leader says. <laughs> I don't think that's what every cult leader says. I think you have a lot of imagination. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> um, so really that's honestly what I've been reading. I'm hoping now that I've got a little bit of time off before summer school starts, um, I want to finish up the book that I keep mentioning every single time that we record because I'm, I just have not been reading it. I have not had, I've not made the free time for it. So yeah. um, listening to honestly just whatever random stuff pops up on spotify it's i've been on more of a music streak than a podcast streak yep um watching i put on monty python Which and the one? holy grail oh classic the other night i only i fell asleep by the time we got to the scene with the three-headed knight okay so i didn't make it real far into the movie but it was it was fun to rewatch. always a good one I've just, I've rewatched a couple of random things lately. Um, rewatched the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I don't know. I'm planning to watch Thor okay. pretty soon because I've been working my way through the Marvel movies in order. Yeah. But that's about it. My okay. life has just revolved around being busy. Yeah, I feel that. Um, watching, Joe and I are working on our chronological Star Wars. Oh, so yes. we've been, we're on season one of the Clone Wars. Okay. Um, I think Clone Wars is going to take us a little bit because there's like seven seasons of it, I think. Ooh. There's quite a few seasons. That's but, a commitment. Yeah, but the episodes are only like 23 minutes long. Oh, that's not bad then. No. So you could do a couple in a night. Yeah. Yeah, so usually we'll watch like at least two or three, mm -hmm. sometimes a couple more, depending on how early we start. Mm-hmm. Um... Listening to, I've been listening to a lot of bananas because I started them <laughs> from the beginning. So I've been listening through, I'm in 2021 right now. Okay. I so, just listened to one of the more recent ones and it was a, a live episode and it was, it was great. Yep. So slowly catching up on that one. Um, and then reading, still working on All Good People Here. Because like you, I just, I've been busy and haven't mm -hmm. made reading a priority lately. So I'm hoping that I'm going to start to change that again soon. I'm hoping to branch out a little bit. I've got a couple ideas for my next book. Um, the second book from the author of The Lost Apothecary is sitting on my shelf and I'm really anxious to read that. Um, I've had a couple of Neil Gaiman books on my want to read list. And I think I might do one of those. Okay. If, if not next, then very soon. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to have to... Should we go ahead and talk about what we're doing next? I mean, we've talked about it kind of, but... Well, first, so also to add to listening to... Uh-huh. Um, I had like a three-hour drive today. Um, I went up and spent the week with Tiff for her birthday. 
Oh, um, yeah. Happy birthday, Tiff. Happy birthday, Tiff. Does she listen? I don't know. That's okay, well, question. we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so on my ride home, I started with bananas, but about halfway, I was like, I need to swap to music. I'm getting tired. And mm-hmm. um, so I listened to a lot of Punk Goes Disney. <laughs> so it's punk bands what? covering Disney songs. Because I'm really into Punk Goes Pop. I really like the Punk okay. Goes Pop albums a lot. Sure. And they have um, the same thing, but with Disney songs. Gotcha. So I was like scream singing along with those today. I've had a couple of songs that have popped up repeatedly on my, and I just shuffle my liked songs on yep. Spotify. And a couple of them that have been coming up recently that I may or may not have listened to on repeat once or <laughs> twice. Um, oh, I got to look now. One of them is Icona Pop. Um, I love it. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, God, what was the other one? Oh, Little Mix, You Got a Knot. I don't know if I know that one. It's just kind of funny. I get a kick out of it. Okay. It's upbeat. It's, I don't know, I've just, I've needed something with a tempo. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. So, what we will, 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 will. What, what will we what will we will be discussing next if either one of us are. know how to talk? You went in all confident, like Allie's an idiot. And I did. I was totally gonna either. I was totally gonna make fun of you. <laughs> Instant karma. Shut up. <laughs> what we will be doing next. Yes, that. Um, I think we've decided for sure on haunting of Hill House. Yes. So Finish up practical demon keeping because we've got to be pretty close to the end. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be hitting that hard and wrapping up our deep dive. Either read, listen to, or watch, or a combination of the three, um, Haunting of Hill House. Because the premise of this next one is that Elizabeth has read the book and not seen the series. Yes. I have seen the series and have not read the book. And I have to tell you, it has been difficult for me to refrain from watching the series. Yeah. Once we have done the podcast episodes, I'm definitely going to watch it because I feel like a visual would be really helpful to me. Yeah. But I also don't know how closely it follows yet. So right. I kind of want I've to refrained. Uh, watch some of the series with you where like on days that we record, we watch an episode or two because there's some really good like jump scare parts in it. And it's just like it's such a good series. Okay. But that's again without reading the book. And like you said, I don't know how closely it follows, but yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping we can probably do that one in about two episodes. Yeah. Um, the book goes fairly quickly. It's a relatively quick read. Yep. Um, and I don't remember how many seasons or episodes or whatever are there in the Netflix one. It's one season. They okay. made a second one, but the second one is not Hill House, it's Bly Manor. Okay. Um let me see if I can look up how many episodes there are for Hill okay. House. It is uh, 10. Okay. So you've still got a couple of weeks before we're going to dive into that one. So if you want to watch it, you've got 10 episodes. If you want to read it, um, I don't know your schedule, but you can probably have it read within a week. So I would recommend that if you are reading along with us on the current book, Finish that one up and then get your hands on Haunting of Hill House and either watch or read it. Yep. And we're, we're looking forward to tackling that one. Yeah. And it's been a long time since I've watched it. I've watched it through twice because I watched it with, 
I want to say it was Mandy, my roommate at the time. Okay. Hi, Mandy. Hi, Mandy. Um, She and her husband have both been listening. Yay! <laughs> so um, I think it was when I was living with Mandy that we watched it together. And then I also watched it with Joe. Okay. Um, But it's been a long time. So I'm definitely going to watch it again before we record those episodes mm-hmm. Um, and take some notes of like synopsis of each episode. Because I'm curious to see how it lines up with the book too, where like, is it running simultaneous? um timelines whereas the book is more chronological or you know what i mean like yeah how they break it up into the episodes so yeah like am i gonna launch into talking about the book and you're gonna be like what is this right <laughs> yeah or like i'm gonna be afraid well i guess you've already read it so it won't matter but you're i'm not gonna, gonna spoil say, anything for me <laughs> but i was gonna say i might be afraid to like say something about an episode if it hasn't actually happened at that point in the book yet or something like yeah that. i think it's gonna be interesting to see how this works if this works if there's other ones we want to do this way. So, yeah. so that's what's coming down the pipeline for us. Um, after that, though, I don't think we've firmly settled on what will happen next. So open if, to suggestions. Yes. Um, email us. Hit us up on the Facebook, um, on the gram. I don't know. Send us a carrier pigeon. Ooh, please send us a carrier pigeon. Send it to Allie's house. Don't <laughs> send it to that. my apartment. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm into carrier pigeons. Okay. I think that would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else before we wind up? I think that's it. I think other than thank you for your patience with us while we left you hanging for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we took kind of an unexpected and unplanned hiatus, but. I'm happy that we're back, though. Me too. It feels good. Yep. So. Um, So we're dropping this one immediately when we're done here. And then we're going to get to work on an episode that will drop on this coming Friday, Friday, which is June. I can tell you. No, you can't. Clearly today's the fourth. So fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Okay. So June 9th, you will hear from us again. Um, So we're looking forward to that too. And in the meantime, please make sure that you read Read responsibly. responsibly.